Welcome back to the Dirty Sheets, kids. It is Friday. That is your Dirty Sheets edition. As usual, I'm Kev Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All my nonsense you can find at Lingus Mafia, especially patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia, where you can now get a seven-day free trial to any level there and enjoy the 41 days of Lingus Saturday night's main event. I am along with your number one in all of your wrestling news. The guy you come to, the guy that... A lot of people hate, but you guys love. But then again, some people are listening to this just to hate you. That is Mr. Billy Bobby. Yo, um, quiet week this week. I don't think there's there's much that's happened, unlike unlike other weeks in com- in comparison. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, we we talked earlier, and we said, well, the big news of the week is the new rules or banned things and things people can't do for AEW. So we were going to go over that a little bit today and uh, talk about some of it. It is it is odd because they have been so, like, everything goes all the time there. And I think they, you know, I, some of the things make sense. Some of them don't make that much sense to me. Um, Like, I'm, I'm looking at a site. And it's House of Wrestling, and it's H-A-U-S, and they have a, a list, right? And and they give down bullet points of a few things. Um, like, thumbtacks, skewers, barbed wire, and other sharp puncturing objects, powders, aerosol sprays, or liquid. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, so is Mox not going to have a job anymore? It does seem like his matches will be will be heavily like edited or heavily changed. Like he, he seems to be the one who does nearly everything on the list. It, it does seem that way. And like a lot of the list too says, um, you know, with approval or that, you know, the medical staff is, is there for that. So I, I think a lot of it is okay to do when it comes to, cause I, I can't see them saying, okay, no, no tax. But um, they do have a list of banned as well. And um, so that one that one that I just read was uh, on the list of needs pre-approval, which you know is going to turn into like Hitman in Austin where they just said, you know what, we're just doing this and, you know, ask for forgiveness later with a lot of that kind of stuff. But uh, I'll give you the quick rundown of the banned stuff and we can go one by one afterwards, or just point out what we wanted to talk about. Chair shots to the head, which has been, you know, banned for quite a while in WWE, so you're, you know, doing all the back. The other one is chair shots to the back of the head. Is that even needed to say? If you can't hit the head, like, oh, okay, well, I'll blast your head from behind. Uh, Buckle bombs, which I never found that to be too much of a big deal, buckle bomb. If you if you're hit right, I mean, if as long as you're braced and your head is kind of forward, so it doesn't snap backwards, uh, moves were arrested. Sting. Sting, Sting got injured from the water. Yeah. yeah, and also was quite old at the time too when that happened. And but then again, Rollins <laughs> screwed up uh, Finn too on the railing. Uh, moves were arrested. I think he might. Go ahead. I think Sting might be older now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> moves where wrestlers fall backwards into a turnbuckle. So that's fucking odd. I'm like, hmm, I I, I almost don't even know what that means. Uh, imitating concussions or seizure symptoms while selling. 
because they don't know if they should rush them to a doctor immediately if they sell too well. Spitting. That's odd. Um, I mean, that goes back in time. You spit in somebody's face or something, right? Bleeding while huh. in the crowd. Um, so if you're bleeding and then you have a spot where you're supposed to go running into the crowd to fight, I guess they have to then scrap it and say, well, I can't follow you out there. Using weapons or projectiles in the crowd. <laughs> uh, throwing anything with blood on it into the crowd. Taking food and drinks from fans in the crowd, which I've always think is insane when they do that anyway, because I'm like, you don't know if somebody's, you know, pissing in it and, and handing it to you and you don't know. Or putting some, you know, acid in the fucker. Uh, taking food, okay, taking food and drinks and making uh, contact with fans in the crowd. I guess that goes to the MJF stuff where he, uh, you know, smacking people's hats and he could get in fucking big trouble. Um, anything from there that uh, stands out to you? Uh, I don't think it's too crazy not to do the chair shots to the head. I, I, I almost think it's the same as bleeding where time and a place. Because hasn't WWE done it? Like, um, it was semi-recent they did that where somebody got a good chair shot to the head. But it was, because um, it was like necessary type of stuff. I can't remember. I would think, I'm trying to think if it was during the Rock. Sorry, not Rock. Brock and Roman build to mm. sort of get it over a bit more. But um, the main question I have coming out of it is why, what's the reason behind it? Have, have they been um, given some sort of warning? Is it from the network? Is it a condition for getting a deal? Is it from his, like, dad? Is somebody threatening to sue? That's what I thought. Somebody was threatening to sue from the crowd. Yeah, but then why do you get the whole other list? I don't know. I, maybe it was, well, since we're exploring this anyway, we might as well, you know, add some other shit just to get it all out of the way instead of adding something later. But the bleeding in the crowd is weird. It's like, I mean, that, that goes into the whole, I don't know if you call it woke, but I call it soft more than anything else. Like the fans, oh. They're around me and they're bleeding. But then again, you're at a wrestling show, so I don't know if you, you know, you kind of know what you're signing up for. I don't. I mean, I don't think the guy's gonna fucking stand over somebody and drip on his face. It has to be something, or it could be a, a set of things that are leaked. Like for example, um, they may be so. So it could be one singular thing where they are not being granted a specific type of insurance for mm. buildings or whatever for their event, event insurance, which everybody needs in case obviously the building burns down or, or whatever. Um, and the, the, and then perhaps partners and sponsors are saying that we are reluctant to sponsor you because you don't have, insurance for your wrestlers and we don't want to be tied into something where a wrestler is paralyzed or some something happens to someone in a crowd and you're not insured for it so it could be one it could just be singular where they're trying to get the insurance mm -hmm. or it could mm -hmm. be a case of the insurance uh somebody will not sponsor them or work with them unless they have the insurance like this is one example that's just one way it could go it could then be the other way where it's nothing to do with insurance and it could just be to do with the um could just be to do with the network. 
could be due with another partner coming in, could be to do with his dad getting more involved and having a look at the books and, and whatever, or making a collective decision that they need to run this more as a business rather than losing money. And I think it will always lose money anyway, but trying to lose perhaps less money. Um, I, I don't know. I'm interested in that. I don't, I don't care about the list too much. The list is what the list is. And each thing has ended up on there as a as a result of somebody deciding that it was necessary. But who is that person? Because this list did not exist coming into the company. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an Owen Hart incident where it's like, oh my God, we're no longer allowed to use harnesses. Like we're no longer allowed to send people up to the ceiling. Because you remember WWE didn't do that again mm-hmm. uh, afterwards. That, that was immediately banned. And obviously WWE have their weird banned words. And when they went PG, uh, they stopped blading and whatever. But is it a case of AEW's gone PG? Because if AEW are PG, <clears throat> AEW can has been, suddenly become PG after this. They are dead. Because the only thing they have is the fact that their audience like what they do their audience is into something different where they're into the wrestling and the and the violence and all that if they do um if they do a pg version with their stories which are non-existent <laughs> and their characters which are weak then they're finished like that they, they, pgaew is is dead it's blatantly like going to be the secondary show at least now you can mm. say ww number one but you could say, oh, well, I like that AEW is more violent, or I like that AEW can do this, that, and the other. There are categories where AEW can win based on the fact that they are allowed to, I think they're TV mature or TV. Yeah, because I mean, they're still saying shit on TV. You still hear that. Yeah, there's no banned words yet, is what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it's strange. It doesn't seem like it's AEW going PG. It seems like it's a health and safety protocol, which has been com- commissioned by somebody. Um, and it certainly isn't Tony Khan. It's Tony Khan, obviously saying it. Yes, it is Tony Khan. But I mean, it's not Tony Khan's um, brainchild, essentially. It's it's Tony Khan being told, I think, yeah, we'll do this and this with you, but you need to do this, this, this and this. That That's what I think. So what is very uh, interesting is the list that needs uh, its moves and actions that need uh, pre-approval because there's some uh, this is a longer list. This is interesting. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside. So, Mm. I mean, you know how many times they're going to have to talk to everybody and go, all right, well, we're going to fight outside and I'm going to clothesline them on the floor. You actually need to be approved to to take a bump outside at all. I understand the I ring apron because you know how that goes with Darby gonna kill himself one day with that back shit on the on the corners of the ring. But yeah, to a bump outside the ring, you got to be talking about that. I think it will be a bump off the apron or a power bomb or something like that. I don't think it's gonna be a clothesline. I hope not because it just says. Bumps outside. Okay. Uh, Table, ladder, chairs, spots, in and out of the ring. Only allowed with padding. So, okay, well, they'll have to be asking 
I want to use a table in this match. I want to use a chair in this match or a ladder. They have to ask permission for that each time. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades, dives and ladder spots on the stage, around the arena, and other places outside the ring? Any thoughts on that one? Any any thoughts on that? Um, say it again. Sorry. Okay. Uh, any L? Any? I missed it. I got you. They cut the the thing cut. Okay. Off, for a second. Elevated spots outside of the barricades, such as dives, ladder spots on stage, around the arena, and other places around the ring. Yeah, I thought I don't understand that one. What does that mean? Does that mean diving into the crowd? I think that means diving out of the ring or uh, jumping off of stuff that's anywhere outside the ring at all, from the stage, around the arena, off the barricades. So, okay. Um, this one, I and you know what? I was always glad that, uh, AEW was fine with this, and now they have a permission thing where it's all pile drivers, tombstones, variations, sit-downs, inverted, poison, hiracaranas, and vertebrakers. Um, I don't know why the regular pile driver is banned. That seems to be a very protected. The guy's shoulders are on the other guy's thighs. His head is not driving into the fucking ground. That is very, very preventable. I understand the tombstone, as we know with Stone Cold, the sit down, you know, all that shit. That's a little different. Um... But I, I always thought the regular pile driver, I don't understand uh, what the big deal about that is. Poison Hurricane Rana, I, I think uh, only the skilled are doing that in the first place. I don't think somebody who doesn't know what they're doing would even bother. You're, you're very much like wanting to go through the list and see why, you know, sort of analyze what these things are and why they come out there. Whereas I'm sort of more like a case of, Okay, whatever they came up with, whether it be these moves, mm -hmm. whether it be whether it, whether they put verbals in there at some point where you can't say prick or shit, <laughs> or you can say shit, can't say like wh what when they start to outline words, which I think you know might happen. I'm just trying to work out. I'm more interested in who and why and what's next, and yeah, it's it is. So so obviously. You can categorize these as individual people, and mm -hmm. you can categorize as Cav, and I can categorize it as me, and we can look at it and go, "Well, this is my order of what makes sense." I think that's that's the, that's a, that's a certainty that there'll be different orders, and I think, but the whilst there will be different orders, there will also be orders that have a lot of the same ones at the top, um, like punching someone in the crowd. Like yeah. how would you how would you ever be able to do that anyway? How did that even happen? One of these things is insane to me, and it's intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. I mean, fuck. That's all maybe it's because Tony's tired of hearing that 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 Moxley does this every damn minute. So I can't imagine Moxley has to go ask every single match, because pretty much he does this every single match. Can I bleed? I'm gonna bleed, I'm gonna bleed. That's a very odd one to me because I think they're they're fine with bleeding, but I think they are going to get it to be where we've all said 
make it count. Make it during something that matters. Don't just bleed if you're having a match for no reason bleeding. Did you hear his reason for this when he was asked about it? No, I haven't heard him talk about this. All I've seen is a list. All right, so I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. here. But um, pretty much what he said was is that everyone should bleed in every match. He said, if you don't bleed, like it doesn't mean you've been in a real fight. He said, <laughs> we punch each other. We punch each other in the heads. Why would you not bleed? If you don't bleed, it looks fake. So he said, I'm not talking about, he said, I'm, he said, I'm against like profusely bleeding. Shit. But he goes, I think in every single match, everybody should come away with a, everyone should come away with a cut or a graze or something to show that they've actually been in a, a real fight. You imagine that That's he is saying, that it needs to be believable, so you have to have some blood. This And it's the same company mm. that has Orange Cassidy. So we're supposed to forget one piece to the next. So if if Mox bleeds, we'll go, you know what? It's, it's, it's real. But the guy with his hands in his pockets two minutes ago. <laughs> they I think for a lot of people, their only concern is how their thing looks. Yeah, how he, how his match, right? Not everybody else. Mm. Um, let me right. let me run through the list. I won't stop on each. Let me just run through what it says for permission. High risk dives off the top rope, 450, 630, double moonsaults, all this. And uh, intentional bleeding we went through. Uh, throwing people into, through, over ring steps, commentary tables, <laughs> bell tables, and bar barricades. Weapon use. Chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, change, chains, title belts, thumbtacks, skewers, barbed wire, other sharp objects to puncture, powder, aerosol sprays, and liquids. Throwing any objects, chairs, etc. Choking, strangling with hands on a weapon or hanging spots. I think that's kind of stupid. Injury uh, spots where um, medical is called. Any physicality in the crowd, crowd brawling, and finally, any uh, physicality involving referees, managers, extras, celebrities, special guests. I would assume that one. I mean, you're <laughs> they're there for a reason to actually have that happen. You're not just going to punch the referee without that being in the story. I wonder if with some of those, because... This is very far-fetched, but I wonder if they're working the fan base because one of the things – so this is a very long-winded answer you're going to have to follow. Sure. So let's, let's, let's go back to not the, not the Japanese fat fuck big titty show that we saw, <laughs> but the, the, the last – the pay-per-view like before that uh, where we said, that Jericho and Adam Cole didn't work because it had a non-finish um, and they had four matches on there with no rules and the pay-per-view was a bit flat because Moxie bleeds all the time and everybody had some sort of stipulation match almost. Half of the matches were stipulation matches before we got to the main event, mm -hmm. right? Do you, do you remember this yes. or not? 
can't remember what the main event was. It was that fatal four way. It was the four way. Yeah. So the four way had the four the four way had no rules. And then obviously the the main event with the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club obviously had no rules. Got around the building and all that mm-hmm. with the stupid. Uh, and they, and they broke every rule in that match as well. So with with the stupid guitarist that didn't stop playing and yeah. So that that's the pay per view I'm talking about, right? So you yes. remember that we commented on the fact that it was harder to top yourselves and the crowd were not invested enough because they were immune to blood. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, perhaps this is nothing to do with a network or with sponsors or us being sued or anything. Perhaps it's a in-house decision, a smart one as well, where somebody has turned around and said, okay, we've pushed our ceiling with this. It can't work anymore. We've hit the equivalent in this company of Foley going through the cell or to- off the cell, mm-hmm. right? Nothing shocked you after that. The, the Attitude Era had it at its ceiling too. They, they did stuff after that, good ladder matches, people bled, but it wasn't the same. It was everybody went like, oh, that was good. That was all right. But do you remember when Mick Foley went off the top of the cell? Like that, that, that <laughs> was the top. So by doing this, and I'm not saying this is the reason. I, I do lean more towards it's been sanctioned. But the silver lining could be if you do put these out and knowing your audience are all of these losers who listen to podcasts, read The Observer, follow the dirt sheets and everything and will know that this is this is out there. I cannot imagine with the small audience that they have under a million people and if you combine all their shows together, the ratings for last week, they're, they're under Raw. All three shows, Rampage, mm-hmm. Collision, and Dynamite, is less than Raw, right? Wow. So that, that's where this company are realistically at. And that's, you know, I heard Conan, the idiot, talking about this on his show and saying, oh, the networks will be happy because, you know, they're getting around about, they're still getting two million viewers all loaded doing it across three shows. They're not, they're not unique people. There's the hardcore, you know, there's, there's, there's hardcore, and then there's the hardcore, hardcore deluxe, or shall we say, like, the people that watch Rampage, that's, that's anal. That's anal porn. And then you've got the, the guys that watch Collision, you know, that's, that's threesome. And then the guys that watch, you know, um, Dynamite, that's just your normal straight boy girl porn, mm-hmm. right? So, People that are watching Rampage, fuck, that's not even anal. That's like fucking nine blacks on on one white girl. Like, that's like black dog. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's that that's the that's the hardcore of the hardcore. I'm right? watching that kind point. of porn, so, I guess. Shit. Unfortunately. Right. But but this is what I'm saying. So they know this is their audience. They know it's hardcore. They know it's you know it's um eight hundred thousand hardcore. And um, 500,000 super hardcore and 250,000 mega hardcore watching everything and know every Jap that comes in, um, yeah. you know, and their, and, their mu- and their music and the lyrics and every sad <laughs> facet that we've seen from this company, right? Yeah. So they know, they, they know that they'll see these rules. So when the rules are broken, it all works again. Like Moxie has to stop bleeding for like four or five weeks. Um, there's no going into the crowd. There's no celebrity being hit. Like they'll know these rules. And then when they do break them, they get their pops back. 
which have yeah. severely disintegrated, which have severely disintegrated as a result of just doing this constantly for the last 24 months. What do you think about that? Like, or that, that, that for me is far fetched, but it's a silver. It's, I don't think it's the reason. I think it's possible, but I think it's a silver lining out of the, out of the situation. Yeah. I think you're onto something there that, um, it makes it more special when that now happens. So it's not to say because now in, in WWE, if WWE, someone can go off to sell again now because it's been long, so long yes. and we're used to not, it's not happening. But someone, if someone can go off again and it's shocking again, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, and, and WWE can, you know, they they need to fix a few things, which uh, even just the other week where uh, the Usos are getting beat up, right? And mm-hmm. they make a whole thing about they tie Jim Jay in the ropes to watch, and they hold his head. You're going to watch Roman kill your brother. They needed some blood. They needed some blood. He was hitting him in the head a million times, hit him with the belt. He should have been a bloody mess. Um, that's when you use the blood, not for a clothesline. Um but it's that kind of thing. Like uh, WWE needs to loosen up with it, and AEW needs to tighten up with it a little bit. Uh, I think if then Mox bled here and there, it would have an effect, and it would do something. The same with any of these crazy moves that are now going to be, you know, uh, approved first. Do you think there's any thought about? They they get tight with this in the beginning. And like you said, oh, Mox doesn't bleed for five weeks or whatever, right? And then do you think it like it just all goes away? It goes out the window and they're doing all of this anyway, every t- every single time we see. Like they go, eh. Well, <laughs> well, the only example that I can think of of, of something being um implemented and then going away was not anything to do with um, words on TV or matches or anything like that. It was the wellness policy of oh. 1992. Um, the wellness policy of, of 1992. They, they got rid of Warrior and Bulldog. They started pushing Sean and Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, they started to lose during that period. And then once they caught a little bit of steam, with, with Steve Austin and WWE was big again. The big physique started appearing again. And by 1999, Triple H was the most juiced wrestler you've ever seen. And so, and so was a uh, test. And so was, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of bodies on there, which were not natural. Um, and it was quickly forgotten about. They, 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 they rode the wave. They, they got Austin over and Austin McMahon, they were popular again. No one cared if anyone was on steroids or whatever. They they snuck the bodies back in, and then they got done with the signature pharmacy suit in um, the signature pharmacy situation in two thousand and seven, where a load of people were busted for getting their drugs off somebody. So it was a similar sort of thing again. And then they then they two thousand eight they did implement a real wellness policy which was followed by, which which set the table for PG to come in as well at the same time. So that was all sparked by an incident. Now, WWE um, 
were caught out publicly, and that's perhaps probably because they're a publicly traded company and they're bigger. Um, perhaps AEW have been caught out with something as well. Um, I mean, they're not a publicly traded company, which is why they can release people like Brian Pillman and they don't have to tell anybody about it. Yeah, that was um, a surprise. I'm like, oh, and then but, word is they saw him at the uh, Performance Center? Yeah, he's been spotted at the Performance Center. I like that. I like that because I've always liked the kid. So, you know, come on. The guy's name by itself. As long as he gets a little bit of guidance with a character. Well, he doesn't have any character. That's I the know. Thing. He needs some guidance with him. <laughs> you know, I don't think he has a really big personality, though. Like, I watched him, even even when I watched him on Dark Side of the Ring, I'm just, like, I'm very underwhelmed by him. Can't believe that he's Pillman's kid and doesn't, hasn't, well, I mean, if, if your dad didn't talk to you, like, bother, <laughs> like, really, you're not going to be like him, are you? Yeah, he was, what, two years old or whatever the hell it was, you know. So, <laughs> he wasn't that yeah, old. Yeah, so he doesn't know him. No. He was just abused by stepdad or, or something, so he says. Or that mom. <laughs> Oof. That's wild that she She's died dead. right after. Yeah, right after that interview whole thing, she pretty much died. Oof. I can't believe that was the same person <laughs> in the interview as the one that was on the couch. Just as we emailed her to come on about the and discuss the, the episode. Yeah, of all things. I'm like, well, a little late. That's all. She didn't get to the we time. We were trying to track down her account and then we got the email. We were trying to, uh, we caught, we asked if it was hers, if it was really, if it was a real Melanie Pillman. <laughs> My God, that would have been so good. Um, what are your thoughts on the LA Night hysteria? That is going on. I mean, every day I see a new, oh, this was LA Night this many years ago. Oh, look, I found them in an Aldi commercial for a grocery store. Like, they are pulling up things from when he was a teenager coming out as Hulk Hogan, you know, pretending to be Hogan and stuff like that. It's it's wild how it's like he was, quote unquote, like discovered now. And he's an older guy. He's been doing this a long time. And then all the flack that uh, Nash is getting because Nash semi shit on him a bit when it uh, and he's like, he's just a rip off of the rock. And uh, that was going around this week where I'm like, I don't know if it's I mean, fuck, if anybody has a cadence like that and, and talks well, then it's, you know, then it's the rock. Meanwhile, I like the uh, comparison to, well, look, he's uh, he's copying something that was popular. And look, it's getting over instead of these other guys copying Japan and not getting over at all. Um, I, I don't. I didn't. I, I see what Nash, what Nash was like trying to say to a certain extent, but I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Rock when I see LA Nine. I don't either. I see Austin I think more than I see Rock. I see more in Roman as a leader of the, the bloodline was similar to when the rock leading the, the nation than I do with um than I do with any. And then that's a real push as well. I don't see any rocks out there, to be honest, um, in terms of having the catchphrases and everything. I mean, he's got one, which is, which is, yeah. And that's it. Like, I, I, I think this is just another case of, them 
did the time the right time and the and the right place and the right the right place in and and then time is now because everything is very watered down and everybody wants a a new breakout star. Everyone looks for a hero um, right now. Yeah, the expectations are are, are quite are quite low, where you have everybody concentrating on on the wrestling, and then when somebody comes through and has primarily concentrated on the character work, which is what I've been saying on the show for the last four or five years, mm. in terms of let's have a fucking performance center where you you hire um, trained. Um, trained drama teachers and acting teachers mm-hmm. and people people who talk uh people have the ability to to talk and perform like because it's it, it's it's half the job but everybody there is oh they wrestled here and they wrestled there and they you know and and they expect them to teach them the other parts of the business too which is which is fine cuz they've all done it but it's not at a high level like it's if you're being taught how, how to speak, I mean, Shawn Michaels is there and there are other trainers there, but Shawn Michaels was good at talking for a wrestler, right? Yeah. And Shawn Michaels was a very, very good wrestler, mm-hmm. like a performer. And he, and he was a, a decent talker. But Shawn Michaels learned how to talk in wrestling from other wrestlers. And then the cycle will repeat itself over and over again. What if... You had Shawn Michaels teaching you how to wrestle. And you had, I'm trying to think of somebody who's into wrestling. Like, who are these, who are these actors that we see around oh. the, the W? Like a Freddie Prince Jr.? <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good one. Really good example. Freddie Prince Jr. comes in and he teaches you how to act. Didn't like, he do he's this? At NXT. Didn't didn't this already happen though? I I believe it did. I believe they did hire him for um acting, not just the uh, writing stuff. No, I think it was creative. Yeah, I, it's for sure creative. But I also think he got with them like on his podcast. I believe he talked about doing some acting stuff with them and having acting classes with them actually. But that's WWE. They just then go ah, that's all right. We get rid of you, you know, instead of going, well, this could actually help people. I also think at the same time, we've said this on the okay, show. Okay, but what about getting somebody like like from stand-up or like, that, you know, like some, not obviously, not Dave Chappelle, sure. but other, like these... Kevin Hart, just, he's into it. Very, well, that's, that's again, that's, that's costly, but there's a lot of good regular stand-ups in the New York area. It's, it's littered with them, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, Bring, bring somebody down once a week who a stand-up comedian who can help you talk. Or I just feel that look, I don't know, I don't know, the, I don't have the exact answers in terms of how you would how you would do it. But it's that side. The, the, the people who are in charge are failing the wrestlers here when they fail to recognise there's two sides to this to this business. And when somebody has put a lot of getting back to the point when somebody has put a lot of focus on this side, we think that it's an in that, that it's incredible. It's like, Oh my God, he's got gifted a gab and, <laughs> and everything like that. Well, actually, if you take yourself away from wrestling and you just 
ask somebody who doesn't watch it if you're massively entertained by this guy or you find him massively funny or or you see something in him the answer will be no like he looks like a normal guy and who's who's got the crowd behind him i mean i mean i looked at austin and austin looked at me when la night came out of money in a bank because he got a huge pop yeah and we were we were by how, how big it was but as i said this is a case of people getting behind somebody who's different to the others and it's and it's ironic because a lot of these hardcore morons or these these AWWE crossover people will tell you how important the wrestling is and how they want more wrestling on the on the show or how they're happy that with the amount of wrestling that's on there or whatever but then they very much get behind these these characters they get whenever somebody comes through and they they um, are primarily focused on their character work everybody's behind it look at roman reigns mm-hmm. Look at look at look look at the he doesn't even wrestle on TV. He's a one hundred percent character, and he's the biggest star in the business. And now you're pulling for a guy who is primarily a character. Cody Rhodes, you took you take the whole get up from the music to the outfit to everything, and he mostly cuts promos. I know he wrestles, but I can't remember any of his matches being incredible or, or, or putting him in the category of Michaels or, or Rollins or uh, any of those people. And as for Rollins himself, he's supposed to be a character, but he's a character that I think that you have to be in a wrestling bubble to, to find it, to find it good. Wrestling people have convinced themselves that this is a good character that, that entertains them. I don't see Reseth Rollins as anything but a good wrestler with an with upper mid card talent and very average speaking skills uh, and an average look and everything. I I think it's a it's a in, in in a reflection a reflection of where the business is when he is a champion. And for me, in other eras, he would never get past the intercontinental level. Um, I don't find him interesting. I don't find his promos good. I hate the laugh. I think the outfits are goofy. Um, I don't think he's a world champion. Um, I'm not. I, I, I think it's a bad look, or it puts it puts Raw. It makes Raw look really weak when you give him. We're giving Rollins a, a run with a belt. I'm not really a. It's not like I'm not a fan of his, but I think the fact that he's able to get up to this point and has regularly had title pushes, and he just so clearly isn't the man. He's not. Austin or, or Austin or Michaels or Hogan. He's definitely not in that category. And he's not in the next category down either. He's not Triple H or CM Punk or, or, or those guys or Randy Savage. He's not those guys either. He's, he's below that. And below that can be people who can carry the championship uh, to keep it warm. Sometimes you have people like belt warmers Um transitional champions but for him to be the first world heavyweight champion and be the good the main person on raw i think makes it makes it look really makes raw look really weak who would you uh give the title to i think i i think cody's at the right level to have that belt i i don't think that cody's at the right level to beat roman i don't think they found the guy to beat roman yet I don't think it should be a guy who's 
who's six months younger than him or whatever the age difference is. It's about, you know, they're, they're a year, they're about, they're, they're, they're the same age for every year. They're the same age for a little bit. So they're, they're, it's a negligible difference in age. So I think it should be a younger guy who has, you know, if you had somebody who was like LA Knight, right. Mm-hmm. That wasn't coming up to 40. Yeah. If you even had, if you had a 27 year old, LA night, a couple of inches taller when the crowd were behind him to that extent. That's what you're waiting for. You're yeah. waiting for someone to get as hot as LA night with who is, who's 10 years younger. And if you're patient or, you know, it's not UFC where if somebody comes through like the ideal situation, and I say this all the time for UFC would be for Conor McGregor to be 50 and O and never lose, mm-hmm. and still be unbeaten. Because you could, st- you just be printing money over and over and over again, every four months. Connor wins, he cuts a promo, he builds, he builds, you know, comes back, he has a break four months later, he comes back in, fights again, gets personal with somebody, they build up the fight. Connor's like, fuck this, fuck that, and, and then you go and fucking, you go and make the money again. That, that's perfect for them. WWE can do that. They can, they can, they can write Colin McGregor, and they could book Colin McGregor, and they could make somebody to ready to beat Roman Reigns. They, they just don't. But I don't think it's having somebody coming in from AEW with the exact same uh, personality that they created on the indies with the same music. That's very un WWE like, who like to own their own creations and, and whatnot. I mean, it is a sign of maturity if they do go with him. But I think he's good which was a massive misconception from the whole time over over Mania in terms of, I think he's good at being able to hold the crowd in his hands. I, I thought that, that those these promos would get more cringy mm-hmm. over time and uh, people would be frustrated with them, but they're, but they're clearly not, which again, I think I'm is in part two. And here's another thing. I'll tell you why it's not happening. You know the fans who complain about everything and were more vocal and wanted the um you know what wanted daniel bryan to be the champion and yeah. booed roman and booed cena i think they they watch aw okay. i think i think those fans watch aw and i think maybe some of them don't go to wwe anymore as in i, I think they still mm. watch i think aw is their number one so i think they've taken the complainers That's and the Twitter point. trolls and the Twitter trolls and everything. And they've, they've gone over there and it's more difficult for AEW to appease that audience, which is why they always do things to appease that audience. Because I think they know that they have an audience that will, that will complain. They, they took WWE's vocal, vocal uh, minority who want to control the show. And they now, have the ability to control AEW and they do control AEW. Though those fans do control AEW, they have a, they have a decent amount of control over the product. Uh, whereas WWE are now left with those fans still watching, but a more family orientated attendance who will take what they're given and will cheer for the right people. We've not had any kind of um, pol- at least to say polarizing. We've not had any polarizing. Re- over the last couple of years, as we come back from the pandemic, 
I struggle to think of any polarizing reaction that we had. In fact, it's the opposite. We've had bad guys cheered and then they got turned, but we did not get good guys booed. We, right. we had, we've had people, we've had people where they've, they've made you turn them good, which is going with the grain, but they've never, WWE haven't had to go against the grain and say, Hey, we're forcing this, this guy on you. We're, fo- we're forcing you with to like, um, Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens or, or Cody Rhodes or, or anything like that. They, they haven't, even when there was slight signs of perhaps Sammy was more popular than Cody, they made it very clear that Cody was the number one guy uh, through the booking. So I, I, I think that Cody's a, a bigger star than, than Seth because Seth has never got over in that box. I think he's very like one dimensional. You know what? Like, if this is a controversial take as well, but his matches are good. His matches are good. He's capable of having a good match, mm-hmm. but he's not capable of having a different match. Every single match is the same. Seth Rollins only knows how to have one, maybe two types of wrestling matches. And it's always the same stuff. He almost gets beat and then he comes out and wins. Um, it's it's always the same. It's always build built up, building up to that crescendo of near falls, and then he gets the win. He's he's um, very much the modern day wrestler and wrestles that modern day style. And he would fit in well with AEW, or he could go over in Japan and have those matches. And I'm sure if Meltzer, if, you know, if Meltzer wasn't so biased, wasn't so anti WWE, Rollins would have a lot more of those five or even six-star matches because that's what Meltzer likes and he just doesn't give it to him. But it's not for me. I I, I, I don't think that he's a particularly great wrestler. Uh, like Shawn Michaels' matches are all very different. He's got a different match with Mick Foley than he has with Bret Hart mm-hmm. and then a different match with Diesel that he has with Chris Jericho or... Or John Cena, even they're all they're all different. So I don't think Rollins is capable of doing that. The one match he does have does put him up there with the best wrestlers at, in the world at the moment. But again, all of them are having the same match. There's there's not that much difference between Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, except for the fact that they cannot. That they I don't think that I think maybe they do have the ability, but I've not seen them diversify what they can do like a um like Shawn michaels could and even and even roman like to i've seen roman reigns work a different match with um with montez ford uh with montez ford and ray mysterio and who else did he have a high fly uh, it was another fly he had a wrestle match with i can't remember but he, he i think i was gonna say ricochet but i don't i'm not sure I think I definitely know he had the, the the match with Montez, but we but we can, but this is the thing we can have Roman in there being the the big guy. Mm-hmm. He could be the big guy in the match where he's um, where where the small guys trying to beat him. He can also go in there and and find a way to grind out the win against Brock Lesnar and have a have a physical match. Then he can go in there and have the wrestling match at WrestleMania with, with, with Cody. Like the, he can go and have the the indie match with Cody and the indie match with with, with Rollins. He he can have it all. He can do it all. He's much more diverse than 
than Kenny Omega. For me, it's just more my it's more my taste. I think I think Roman Reigns is just far better than these guys. Um, but that's just that's just what I look for. Do you think uh, L.A. Knight takes the uh, United States title because the um, like instead of because when you're hot, you know, I'm like you don't want to shove him to Roman yet because he's just gonna fucking lose at this point. Um, like if this keeps going with L.A. Knight. And you get a year of people losing their fucking minds and getting bigger and bigger. I could see them do him and Roman because of the fan push. The same as the Daniel Bryan stuff where it's, well, fuck. He, if, if somebody's that over, you go, well, let's go with it. What the hell? It, it's, you know, you, you go by what the crowd tells you, I think, for the most part when it comes to, like, if they're insane. Um but to hold on for a while, you could do another year and have him take this United States belt because something's up with um, Austin theory. Like, he should be, I don't know, I, I don't know what is missing. I don't know if it's the personality on the mic because, I mean, the guy has a personality and stuff, but I don't know, something is not clicking. I don't know if it's zero storyline for him. He's not involved in anything that he could sink his teeth into. It's just like he's there and they have him win. And it's always a bullshit type of win, escaping things. And it's like, come on. And and so I think they were trying to have him be a little bit better. So it was like he was earning the title and hanging on, you know, and having matches and hanging on. Like he didn't lose it right away. And he's had it for a while, very quietly. Um, I think that could be a spot for, and it's on SmackDown. So I think that could be a spot for... L.A. Knight to uh, get this title and see how he does with the title. It's interesting because if this continues on, you, you're going to have a situation where I felt like by the time Cody wrestled Roman coming into last year, that he was probably third choice for a lot of people. I think Sammy was hotter and you still had the disappointment of Rock not doing it. Mm -hmm. So... It was just a case of, all oh, right, so we get Cody. People were fine with it, but he wasn't the, the first choice, and, and he wasn't even the second choice by the time it came around. You could have that again, because unless they blow it off beforehand, it does look like you're going to get a match between Solo and Roman mm -hmm. at somewhere down the line. Because it looks like that if I didn't know that they were planning to do Cody and Roman at the moment through, through people that I speak to, mm -hmm. planning to do the rematch. I would think that they're building towards Solo and Roman. And this reminds me of when WrestleMania 21 was supposed to be Randy Orton and Triple H, the rematch from when he turned on Orton. But Orton wasn't as likable as Batista, so they switched. Mm. So you could have a situation where people would rather see Solo and you could certainly have a situation where people would rather see L.A. Knight. Like if L.A. Knight announces himself for the Royal Rumble and he's still as hot as he is now, mm -hmm. his elimination will get booed by the fans. And Cody's win in the Royal Rumble from a lower number will mm -hmm. be, will be, you know, it will be received well, but there will be still that hangover from them wanting L.A. to win it. and he, It'll be he the Batista out. thing where Brian didn't win. It, it could be, but I don't think he'll be booed. I don't think it'll be no. Batista. I don't think it'll be booed. It'll just be a case of, 
all right, we get Cody again. But the solo story was better and LA is more popular. And it's the same thing as last year. So you have a problem there when you have Cody over there and he's just biding his time uh, and you've got a plan a year out and suddenly your guy is getting over and suddenly the story with Solo is beginning to tell itself. Like, how are they getting out of that? Is Solo, so, is Solo Sokoa the guy who loses at Royal Rumble? And, and are, they just, are they just going to get matches out of the bloodline breakup for the next year rather and then and yeah. rather than having to go to rather than having to go to Orton or LA Knight or um or doing the match with Seth Rollins or or whatever. And maybe maybe someone's look can look at this and go, hold on a minute, we can get to WrestleMania 41 without uh, and do Cody Rhodes there. I don't know what Cody Rhodes is going to do for a year. Maybe he does win the world heavyweight title and then come back later and say, the one I want is that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and talk about finishing the story again, because he's, I mean, he's under contract for a while, but it almost is getting to the point where you, you can easily get a year out of bloodline. We know Jay is getting the first uh, shot at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not unfeasible that Jimmy could get a shot. Yeah. It's not unfeasible. Solo could get a shot. That takes you to Rumble. Randy Orton hasn't come back. He's he's not faced Roman in a in a, in a main event match. Um, you've got LA Knight, who's hot at the moment. I mean, Solo could win the Raw Rumble, and that could be your your WrestleMania match. And Randy Orton could face him at Raw Rumble and lose to him there. So you could you could get out of this. You could get out of this year, and then do Cody at forty one. You really could, like because. If you just if you just concentrate on breaking up the bloodline and Roman beats Jimmy J and Solo this mm-hmm. year, uh, you've then you then go to WrestleMania with the Cody match, whilst having Randy Orton and the Seth Rollins rematch in your locker without ever doing them, which would be a waste. So it's it's an it's a it's a strange situation. And also, what's even stranger is the television that we're watching at the moment with with. Roman being centered around his family, it's far better position for The Rock to come in now than it was last year. Now it makes sense. If The Rock comes in now, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Last year, it'd be like, oh, The Rock comes in, wins the Royal Rumble, that's the build. No, now is a real story, like where Roman's turning on his family members. I'd get Rikishi on TV and have him attack him as well, just to, just a really heat it up over yeah. the next few weeks. Um, that's what I would do. I, I agree with that. Uh, when it comes to LA Knight, for me, um, I think they need to... Uh, he's got to get on a streak of winning, like... Because uh, he, he lost how many... I mean, we saw him lose like crazy in the beginning. It was... So, it almost... It's that at that point where you go, well, I don't believe he could do anything. So... But when you, I look back, because like I said, I compare him with Austin a hell of a lot, the mannerisms and everything. Um, and Austin was losing things here and there and couldn't beat Brett. And like, but then he started to get his momentum. And so it was like, well, they didn't make him an indestructible monster, which is good for me. So you get you got to get him on a streak. And like Austin won the IC and, you know, built his way, you know, because he was hot then. And got the IC title, and he was a monster, and then got put into the you know main stuff. So I think I think uh, he's got to take the belt from 
theory and and hang on to that for a while and show what he's like as you know when he holds a championship and stuff like that and then then see where I work it from there here's here's a uh an over under so I'm moving to Chicago in um like at this time in two years in 2025 right or in the summertime does Roman lose the belt before I move that's a good summer 2025 in 25 like this in July of 25 yeah he'll lose the belt he'll be gone before that he'll lose that okay I know he's out he's he's out he's out of contract um, a month after that a month after the July of 25 yeah oh no shit hmm that's interesting well yeah I know I don't think I don't think he wants a new one yeah, I know. Just go to Hollywood. The guy's on his knees crying in the middle of the ring with tears. Come on. Go to Hollywood. Be a be a superstar over there. Um, mm. That's it for our show this week, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, given you some opinions, some thoughts. What do you think? Contact us. Billy's at LockBetting.com. I am at Lingus Mafia, or even just my personal account is at Cav Manning, but everything really goes through at Lingus Mafia. Uh, where can we get all your nonsense, Billy Boy? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I've just I've been battling with sore throat for this whole thing. I don't know where it came from, but just today, you feel that tiny pain in your sore throat, oh, your throat that little tiny, and you know you're going to get back. Yep, the tiny one. Isn't it? And there's no reversing it. You can't stop it from coming at that point. <laughs> I start drinking it's too late. Like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what I've had. Um, but yeah, my betting stuff is lockbetting.com um 121 months of straight profit um looking for 122 this month you should sign up for month number 123 which will be august uh, we're not on patreon now so you can sign up anytime and it begins from whatever date you sign up and you get a full month so you can sign up whatever sign up in time for the wimbledon final on sunday if you want to uh, we have the Women's World Cup starting on Thursday, so I'm I'm covering that, researching How's through that. How's the USA going to do? Because the women on USA are very good, usually. They should. They should win it. Really? Uh, I think the toughest challenge will be the fact that Australia have home advantage. Mm. Um, and that's, that's going to be a fun fucking World Cup to watch. The worst possible fucking time difference um, <laughs> of Australia <laughs> to UK. Um, so yeah, um, there's the game, things are going to start at midnight. So wow. that's, that's fun. <laughs> or, or, or some stuff starts at four in the morning or, or whatever. I mean, I, I have to already do this for the tennis tournament, the Australian open in, in, um, in January. So I'll be attempting to do it here for as many significant games as I can. But as I said, getting my head down, doing the, re- doing, getting the research done. If you want to get the picks, it's lockbetting.com. Uh, Twitter is at lockbetting.com. And the wrestling stuff is at thedirtysheets.com. Just posted a story about Ronda Rousey clearing up that situation. Um, we'll make that discussion point on next week's show. Um, but if you want to read about it and be informed about it in advance, and you know, basically read about it now. Uh, so you know what's coming, then yeah, you can go over to thedatasheets.com. Obviously, there's more content than just that, uh, but not a lot more. Uh, it's not like five things a day. It is it is roughly eight to ten posts a month because it's all legitimate. And I, I always say that to people because I, people leave 
people come on there and people do it's always How it's come the people not a story that join every day <laughs> yes yeah, people i find so i got my lifers and then i got the guys that join and leave the next month and i get a lot of that but it's like what do you want do you want me to just make it up like do you want me to just put some shit out there yeah. like because it's it's quality over quantity if you can be 90 percent it's better than being 40 percent but guessing 200 things yeah so i mean that's all that x zero that's the route that that x zero went down who came on this show like, he's got no credibility left now he'll never be back on here he's just dismantled that credibility any credibility that he had which I warned him about, but um, he didn't listen. So now he's a joke. But yeah. So uh, my stuff is everything's at Lingus Mafia. You want to listen to the podcast, just type in Lingus Mafia podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, the seven day free trial going on now at patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. 41 days of the Saturday night's main event. I'm in the middle of recording all of them. We have watched all of them, but. Um, Everything is loaded, so it airs Eastern Time at 11.30 at night, so it's pretty perfect that it goes right into that. Um, so join in. We just recorded the the 20th show and has has it set to go out on the 22nd this month, and that was January 7th, 1989. Do you remember what was happening by chance? Well, and on the wrestling, January 7th, 1989. Yes, Saturday night's main event. I don't know if it's this one, uh, but is it is it the Twin Towers against Randy Savage and, and Hulk Hogan, or is that the next episode? I think that is actually the next episode, because this time was Hogan against Akeem, and Macho Man watching from the back with the and fake Mach TV. Yeah, <laughs> So they, oh, so they attack him, right? Yes. And they, and he's not going to help. And Liz is going, oh, if he'll be fine. And, Ho and Savage is going, oh, he'll be fine. It's yep. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, so in the, yeah. And, so, oh, I have a question for you. You, would, uh, you might know this better. We looked it up when we were recording it because I was a big Brutus guy, right? And mm -hmm. this on this show is Brutus versus outlaw Ron Bass getting his revenge. And it was mm -hmm. a hair match. This is where he shaved his head. Um, and it was revenge for, remember, he got cut up and he couldn't make SummerSlam because of it. Do you know why mm. they did not have him do SummerSlam? No idea. I, I, mm. I would, I would probably think that it was all planned out to be like that. Apparently um, he gave an interview and from what we read yesterday, it was that warrior was throwing a fucking tizzy and I'm like, why would he? he was barely fucking involved, but and they just decided to pull Brutus because it was planned that it was supposed to be Brutus was winning the belt from Honky Tonk Man. And so Honky was pissed about this uh, being switched to Warrior because the plan was then to go around for however many months. Right. And it would be Honky versus Brutus house shows and you would make a lot of money that way. And they just. Gave it to Warrior, and there was no chasing the belt after that. Um, on this show was Warrior versus Honky Tonk Man. It was like the only time. And at this point, no one ever won the Intercontinental title twice. I was shocked by hearing that. No one ever won it twice until Warrior won it twice. 
I think that, well, Honky Tonk, Honky Tonk then faced Warrior instead of Brutus on all the shows. It wasn't, and, the, and there was another Warrior Honky Tonk ma- match on uh, on TV on Saturday night's main event in in nineteen eighty eight. Well, this this in show this show has that match. That's what I'm saying. It was like, but from the interview that Brutus said, he said that that was uh, that Honky Tonk was pissed because he wasn't chasing uh, with Brutus, and nobody liked Warrior, of course. So, um, but yeah, I was always interested I- in why what the hell happened. I'm like, I'm sure we can get Brutus on the show too. I bet you anything. But uh, that's a, that was always a question that I was like, because I was such a Brutus guy, and I'm like, oh, he's finally going to get the fucking title. And then, oh, uh, he got, I mean, Some, if you think about it, he got cut on the forehead, and he couldn't have the match at SummerSlam. Yeah, but I, I think it was probably just a change of direction where they decided that they want, that the Warrior had more of an upside, and, mm. and, the, and this would be his trial to see that if he could be Hogan. I think I think it would just be a case of, Brutus had been there a while, but mm-hmm. I think that they were starting to think about who was going to fill in for for Hulk Hogan because No Holds Barred mm-hmm. was coming up. Or actually, I believe it's, it's already shot. Actually, at this point, because the show before it is like the only show without Hogan on it, and he was busy doing it at that point. Yeah, so I would think it was being shot whilst SummerSlam was going on, or while that's why. While while Randy Savage was champion, I, I would mm-hmm. I would imagine it was shot just after WrestleMania four. So I think they're looking at that and thinking, okay, so Hogan's not around as much, and again, that's also a reason why you can do that to Brutus because Hogan probably would have stopped it and was like, go and would have gone in and said, no, you've got to have Brutus still win because this is best, that's his best mate. Yeah. So it was an opportunity to to do it while Hogan was probably not around as much and also to put it on someone who could actually do more with it because Brutus wasn't going to be a world champion. It would have just been a case of making him the IC champion. But I, I think that was just a creative change. Um, sometimes the wrestlers come out with these stories, that these hard luck, hard done by stories. When you talk about the one of Jake was about to face warrior everywhere and warrior got fired for holding vince up and it's like what are you talking about he wasn't the champion then he he, he wasn't the champion you weren't gonna you weren't gonna have these matches with with warrior he wasn't the champion like because because jake said he was gonna have these these title matches with with warrior when warrior wasn't the champion so it, it didn't make any sense mm-hmm. and in which case like why not then work with hogan because he's still there and he is the champion and and you ended up working with Randy Savage on the house shows anyway, which is has to be the same amount of money. Yeah, you would. So, so. yeah, I, it's, I don't. I don't trust a lot of what these guys say, and also like with the somers and the <laughs> the steroids, the painkillers and everything like that. With half of them dying from that, these other ones have got to be half brain dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the uh, '80s is a blur for most of these people. Um, yeah, and this this episode as well is when um, the Red Rooster turned good. Bobby uh, Bobby slapped him in the face, and he turned good, which made it was real weird because if you think about it, the Red Rooster was undefeated, and Bobby was like screaming at him the whole time about what a fucking asshole he was, and pushing him and throwing him back in the ring. I'm like, the guy never lost. Why is he angry at him? 
Did he not? Did he? Did he not? And then when he did lose, wasn't it to Tito Santana? It was to Tito. It was to Tito, and it was because and and Bobby was mic'd up at ringside, and I remember, yeah, yeah and he got thrown out of the ring, and Bobby threw him back in. <laughs> he goes, "I'll get in the ring," and he threw him in, and then he got rolled up from behind. And George Steinbrenner was in the crowd too, and uh, Bobby was talking with George. Oh, uh, it's good stuff. I'm like, that was in my wheelhouse, that 89 era. Uh, for, and Mr. Perfect's yeah, coming, debut, too. And you're coming up to, um, in, in, in 89, you're coming up to uh, where um, where you have the Savage Hogan rematch, not the next one, because that's where they break up, but the one after. With Buster Where Douglas. Tyson, where, yeah, where Tyson, yeah, where Tyson lose. Actually, no, that's, no, that's actually way further down the line. It's further. So it's actually, lose think it's, it, it, yeah, who's got to lose the belt? Savage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next one is the Saturday nights, the tag match. But the Buster Douglas one, even straight after WrestleMania five, it's almost a whole year down the line. I think Savage gets a shot on Saturday night's main event just before WrestleMania six. Um and Buster and Buster Douglas has lost to uh, Mike Tyson was supposed to do it, and he loses to Buster Douglas, and Buster Douglas just comes in and he's just so bland. Yeah, it's funny because he, he does the whole you know uh, Tyson tucked his tail between his legs, so I had to fill in. <laughs> it goes through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling in my notes trying to find exactly when that one is coming up. Let's see, July of '89, maybe. No, 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 no. Nineteen ninety, perhaps February nineteen ninety. Let me look here. Um, scroll, scroll, scroll. Here is January of ninety. Let's see. Macho, after Macho King versus Hacksaw. We gave us Macho one King. After that. Um, the main event, right? Yes, there it is. The main event, February twenty third, nineteen ninety. Macho yeah, Man with, with Douglas, and then he got punched in the face. Macho Man was so damn good. It was just so good. He got punched twice. He got punched twice because he didn't do it properly. Yeah. The savage just like hit me. It, it looked good because he like got staggered and they like grabbed him like he was going down and then he got fucking clocked again. That was really good. And Macho King, think about that. The how he invents himself. I mean, the Macho King was fantastic. Him as the king? Forget it. It was fantastic. So all this stuff is on uh, Patreon. Seven-day free trial right now. They will be uh, many days on there because it started on July 3rd. So you have a lot of days in there. I think we're on what what day would it be? It would be uh, 12 tonight. There will be 12 episodes out as of tonight. So if you want to sign up, it's free. Go to the highest tier or even go to the $5 tier. It's still free for seven days. And you can at least listen to it. If you want to watch it, it'd be on the higher tier, which is free as well for seven days. That's it, kids. We will be back next week. Same Billy Bats time, same Billy Bats channel. I'm Kev. He's Billy. We'll see you next time.